0: Welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, we're talking about a big old gorilla. Sort of. We're talking about King Kong from 1933. Uh, trigger warning? But racism. Everything. Racism. Everything in this movie. Well, I guess that's true. But for me, mostly racism. Uh, yeah, there are some wild depictions in here and some uh, not great language. Also, if you consider animals... Like, to have rights? Isn't that great for oh, no.
1: you? <laughs> this film, as I said, there's so many boundaries it crosses. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even realize it, because I've I watched this film so many times. I haven't seen it in a number of years. Uh, but as a kid, it was on so much. Also, really? Like and on like a Saturday afternoon? Or Saturday like... afternoons. It was, it was one of those films that was so popular um, that it would be... There was a television station at one point that was showing it every night in a week. Oh, wow. Uh, That's wild. But it was one of those films that was really I guess popular. TBS does that with Shawshank, so. Right. <laughs> but, um, so I'd seen it so much when I was a kid, and this was, again, for a kid who loved dinosaurs, this right. was a big dinosaur film. That's true. So looking at it now, through adult lenses, I'm... <laughs> there's there's, there's some, some side eye happening. Some problems with it.
0: Uh, I have a question for you as, um, as an expert in the field. Is this the first kaiju? No. Is it one of the first kaiju?
1: One of the first, and this is... Uh, <laughs> and then if not, what is the first kaiju? Right, <laughs> the first film like this would be a film also done by Willis O'Brien. Mm. Which is the director, native, director of this movie? Oh, no, the director of visual effects. Oh, okay, got you. Right, he was an Oakland native. Ooh! And he, uh, uh George Méliès. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He invented stop-motion animation yes. almost entirely by accident.
0: Um, If you want a a weird look at that, but I think it's a beautiful movie, Hugo.
1: Yes, it is. The film and the book are both really lovely. And he invented stop motion animation along with a lot of other special effects by complete accident. He was a magician.
0: Right. Um, That's right. He was just like, how do I I make illusions on film? Right. And And the story is he's
1: photographing a street in Paris, his camera jams, he has to fix it. He restarts it and it had stopped and of right. course things had moved on. Got so you. a horse-drawn carriage had suddenly poof-disappeared and turned into a bus. Wow. And he's like, oh wait, the potential for this is limitless. Limitless, yeah. And so he discovered all sorts of, of things including uh, the technique that's primarily used to bring Kong to life. Plus I really like his vibe. Yes, yeah, very <laughs> like cheerful good and setting. Uh, But Willis O'Brien had done a film called The Lost World which was an adaptation of uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's Lost World. Right. And it contained a scene that isn't in the book, which is uh, a brontosaurus being brought back to London and running around terrorizing people and knocking down... I don't know if a brontosaurus counts as kaiju. It does it in the respect that it's an oversized brontosaurus.
0: Okay, first And of all.
1: for And the other thing is that it's, uh, it's probably, thematically, it's a kaiju in that you know, uh, it's running around chasing people, picking up cars and turning them over and Gai. doing things like that. Um, a and, large thing wreaking havoc. Right. And King Kong, uh, in turn, inspired the kaiju proper, which really is Godzilla. And... Right. That... The kaiju
0: is a Japanese right. term, right? And, and the Japanese really are the ones that mm-hmm. pioneered
1: that. Right. And the, the term kaiju itself just means strange beast. Uh, Daikaju, I think, means oversized strange beast, and, but kaiju is the term that caught on because it's so much shorter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kong And plus, is, it's just a cool-ass word. Right. Just the other day, we were at a bookstore, and there were books about kaiju, which startled me. I never, never thought that, as a person who's been such a long-time fan, I would look on it, and it's, oh, this won prizes, and it's a book about kaiju from another dimension coming into our our planet
0: i was just looking up what's the first american kaiju and if that turns out that that is a character in the marvel universe mm. uh, there's a character in the marvel universe called american kaiju really fucks up the seo for my search so i'm just gonna abandon right. it.
1: i think probably aside from Kong, the next really big one would be Harryhausen when he did The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Sure.
0: Yeah, okay, Abund- that makes sense. And
1: that one really set the pattern because it was a, a dinosaur awakened by atomic energy. Oh, yeah. And it, it feeds it to enormous proportions and now it's wandering around Manhattan.
0: So it doesn't have to be a man in a suit no, it or, a, or a giant mech? It just has to be a really big, scary thing. So this is a, like, the the Kong that we see Mm-hmm is big animatronic?
1: Is that what it is? Uh, the uh, Right. So there's the two methods that we see in the film. There's a lot of stop-motion animation, right. but also a full-size head and hand.
0: Right, because you do see its face right, full on, and it's actually really cool. I like right. its
1: teeth. It is made of rubber and wood and bearskins and all sorts of things, and it had hydraulic uh, parts that made its mouth its lips pull back and its yeah, eyes its roll eyes, right. Yeah
0: and it was it was impressive for a practical effect right and that is taking out the fact that it was 1933 right.
1: this film is really the height of special effects technology in 1933 and nobody attempted anything like that until much later when you have Harryhausen doing things like Jason and the Argonauts you know it was a good 20 years before somebody was attempting to do something on this scale again. But um, but every conceivable special effect technique that was developed up until then was used in this film.
0: So, have you ever been
1: mm-hmm. to Universal Studios? No, I have not been, and I have not seen the giant King Kong ride.
0: Yeah, so there is... It's not the same, like obviously. Mm-hmm. I think it might be modeled off the 70s. Six yeah. one um so now they have a Kong skull island situation mm-hmm. which i have not seen because i have not been to universal studios in uh nigh on 15 plus years uh, maybe 20 on the tour like the universal backlot tour which is just a ride after you go past amity island big sign with my name on it don't hate it and the jaws goes mrr. then you go into Basically, it's a backdraft Kong combo. Mm-hmm. Very hot in there. <laughs> okay. So there's big poofs of flame, and then when you think you're clear of that, then Kong goes, Roar! And it's very cool. He's big. Right. He's real big. So that is my experience yeah. with Kong. I feel like I'd seen this before, but I really, when we were about to watch it, and I think I said this last, time, uh, last week. I thought it'd be like 80 minutes long. It's stop motion and... Right. You know what I mean? And it's 1933. You didn't have movies that were two hours long in 1933. You guys, they had movies that were two hours long in 1933. It wasn't two hours. was like 152 mm. or something.
1: Well, Close enough. They'd it, it spent so much money on production, this film. I
0: guess there's that, not a lot of uh, right. footage that didn't make well, it. Well, some
1: didn't, very famously. but um, the, And what's interesting, we saw this... Uh, it was on um, TCM. Yes, and it was
0: TCM's su- really helping us with right. our
1: list. Surprisingly, <laughs> it was one of the restored cuts that had a bunch of footage that had been taken out.
0: Oh, interesting! The,
1: For censorship, right? Uh, the original Kong was made in 1933. It was pre-code, and y'all,
0: they weren't cens- they weren't censoring racism. No, they were censoring violence
1: which and would never be censored now oh and uh, sexual content yes
0: which some of it was restored in this you thought right. it wasn't going to be there then yeah. it was
1: Um I, I think that when I saw the uncensored uh, version of Tarzan and his mate and Johnny Weissmiller and Marina Sullivan just strip off every stitch of clothing <gasps> and swim together in Nude. this river I was <laughs> shocked right when I saw the restored version in this version um, I saw things that were not on the television prints when I was a kid right where right. he's like, chewing on people yes and he gives there's a, a dinosaur
0: munching mo- right. he's munching right
1: he's stepping the, on people it's, the, the,
0: the, all of the dinosaurs that uh-huh. chew on people and the, the gorilla mm-hmm. he's not a gorilla but he's right. based off of a gorilla those are both vegetarians right. and they are like people are delicious so apparently we're plants now
1: so yeah there's a there's a whole um and one of the things I discovered about this film is that it? Uh, it's based on this sculpture, which was done by an artist named Emmanuel Ferme? Fermet? Ferme? No, in,
0: that's a <laughs> that's a philosophy. In 1905. So you you going to send that to me, and I will uh-huh. put it in the show notes.
1: It was a sculpture of a gorilla carrying off a woman. A gorilla was a recent ah, discovery, yes. really. He was, uh, let's see...
0: Right, even now, right? Was, if you had brought a mm, gorilla to a stage in New York, that would have been... Right.
1: So you know, a spectacle, spectacle right. And so the first gorilla skull, there had been stories for years and years and years, but the first actual gorilla skull was brought to... Um, was brought by a French scientist uh, to, uh, I guess, Europe in 1847. Okay. And then in 1850, the first sighting by Europeans of... A gorilla. And they still were not commonly seen for a very long time. Right. And so. Because they knew. Right. They knew they needed to stay away from people. So, the sculpture that I'm talking about, um, Emmanuel Fremier, I guess. It's fine. He did Sorry, a sculpture yes, um, about a gorilla carrying off a nude woman. Right. And it really offended the sensibilities of the. Uh, of audiences. Um, he, because the suggestion was that he's carrying off for sexual purposes.
0: We're really just pretty sure. We're just really yeah. sure as humans that everybody wants to fuck us. It's right. wild.
1: And so that was kind of the, the. Um, there's very unfortunate... Is it a white woman? It is a white woman. He originally wanted to use as he put it, a negress, but thought the shock value would be doubled by having a white woman carried off by a gorilla. Of course, it would. Right. See
0: how that imagery is then turned on black men? Because what is a gorilla? It's an African. It's an African animal, right. right? Not that I'm saying black people are African animals. I'm just saying people then probably made that comparison because they're monsters.
1: They're, yes, and so that was that was a part of the inspiration for it. Um, that had been part of the consciousness for a long time, and point of fact, the plotline of Kong borrows from a, a very racist film that was released a few years earlier, that depicted a, a tribe where a, a fi- completely fictional documentary. Okay. Uh, about a, uh, yeah. So, so, so like so, a like a mockumentary. Like how the is that? Oh and, and god. So okay. The, the producers of this film showed Shack and Cooper famously went and did photographs, these sort of ethnographic, I guess, films about uh, life in other countries, in Vietnam, in, um, or Cambodia, I think. They, uh, or in India, they did films about tribal life in other countries, and they're sort of inspiring the main character, Carl Denham. Okay. But... Somebody holding on to that sort of um, that idea produced a completely fake documentary about an African tribe that worships gorillas and leaves their women out to be kidnapped and carried away by them, and that kind of informed Kong. Got um, you. Okay. So uh, yeah, the, the, the end result. It's in in looking at the film after all these years, I was just sort of startled by how frank the racism was in the movie. Learning that this was the least racist (laughs) of the many explorations of this theme was sort of surprising in itself.
0: Yeah. Um, That's interesting. I... um, So, would you consider Carl Denham to be the lead character in
1: this? Well... That's so should we to discuss the film?
0: Uh yeah, let's okay. get into the film. Let's get not into really the, much there's not a, much.
1: There's set pieces, which is yeah. very much like a modern action film. Right.
0: The whole movie is filmmaker wants to uh exploit natural Go land. On. Steals lady <laughs> he does, she does, lures woman with, with promise of stardom. Uh they get to an island. I want to talk about that travel too. Uh, they see a big, big gate. What's behind that gate? Oh, it turns out it's King mm-hmm. Kong. And then King Kong, what Kong, yoinks the pretty lady and goes out. And then they all go after him. It doesn't work out well for most of them. But the hero, the star, who has fallen in love with this woman, and I'll, I'll get back to that in a second, gets her, saves her, comes back, and then the filmmaker's like, hey, let's capture it. And so they do it with a bunch of bombs that look like giant grenades. Then he brings it home, brings it home to New York and then havoc is wreaked yeah. until Hong Kong falls from the Empire State Building to probably his death. We don't actually... Do we see him dead?
1: Well, we see a body. We, the, okay. Right.
0: And how many people did he take out under him? Oh, Who could say? Well, see... <laughs> and that's the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the entire film, essentially. Which everyone
0: itself. knows. Literally, right. at this
1: point, everybody knows. Because there's right? been two remakes of yeah. it. <laughs> Um, the better of the two would probably be Peter Jackson's film, because he really tried to make Skull Island this dangerous, weird, disturbing place full of animals that want to eat you left and right. Gotcha. Um, the, yeah, Carl Denham is, is a producer who makes nature films.
0: Yeah, that's right. He was like a documentary producer. Right, and he,
1: he, um... So weird. So he exhibits these films because, again, this is nineteen thirty-three or thirty-two, right. I suppose, is shorter. Probably, yeah. Because the animation takes a long Do you think there's,
0: yeah, there's actually post-production yeah, in this? A lot, a of, lot of the movies we watch, it's like, yeah, there was no post-production. Right. They filmed the movie and then they, they kind of they were it shooting it,
1: yeah. Um, but the um, he makes a comment about how he uh, he does his own camera work because at one point there was a charging rhino. And his cameraman got up and ran away, so now he takes all the pictures himself, which parallels an actual event in the life of of these two producers, um, where they filmed the elephant stampede and literally had to run with a camera because the stampede came directly at them, and they almost got trampled to death. So Carl Denham wants to do this. He can't find a distributor for his films because they want a romantic angle. That's right.
0: And he doesn't want to get no broad involved. (laughs) He doesn't quite say that.
1: But that's what he says. (laughs) Part of what works that doesn't work in Jack Black's take on this character Uh, is that... Oh, that's right. It was
0: him. That's right. Is
1: that uh, Carl Denham is like a genuine spellbinder with people. It's like, it's the greatest film you'll ever see. A cast of thousands. I'm... You know, he convinces this starving woman. This is during the Depression. Yes, This Starving yes. woman whose only familiarity with the actor of uh, being an actor is that she was an extra on Long Island uh, before the studio, the local studio closed, and uh, she's stealing an apple. And he winds, and she's so. Uh, She's bad at it, y'all. Well, but she's so faint <laughs> from hunger that she literally falls like, Oh, no, she falls, falls over. over. Yeah. And so he goes, for the thrill of a lifetime! And he just convinces her that she's going to go with him, he's going to buy her clothes, he's going to get her... Her name will be up in lights, the entire thing. This is a woman who's literally starving and faint from hunger. And yes. He, she's also, you know, yeah. a waif. She's so small right. and thin. The only thing, to his credit, is that he does say, on the up and up, no funny business, that kind of thing. Right? So he, at least one one of his few redeeming qualities, Mr. Denham, is that he is not trying to take advantage of her. No, and she's I mean... And she's very wary of that.
0: Yes. Not like, like physically. Right. Like, it's not like I'm going to lure you onto this boat full of men and you shall be ravished for right. however long. He's uh, like, no, I just need a woman in my movie. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, w- yeah, destroying you that way is not really going to be great for my movie,
1: so... It's Fay Wray who is possibly one She's of the so great examples of the 30s kind of beauty. She is. She is well, she, I mean, yeah, those she, images I mean, she is of her... She's beautiful for any generation, but in particular, Picture that,
0: her in a cloche hat.
1: Right. That's a woman in the 30s. With her short bob of hair. The whole yes. thing, she really pulls it off, um... And so she's asked on the ship. What we do know is that Carl Denham is—he's not telling anybody where he's going. Nope. He has a map that he got that he's not sharing with the captain of the ship, Captain right. Englehorn. He just is like right. east. And um, I'll tell you when to turn. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then eventually he comes out and says, "You know, have you heard of Kong?" And and that's where this, this the the tension in the film starts. Like, well. You know, what, is, what is that? What is th- I've heard Excuse stories me, what about is Kong, that? but what is Kong? And, and so he says he got this, this map. He wants to photograph Kong. He's going to take this young woman along because she'll be the, the love interest or romantic interest of the for, adventurer. Right. Right. Um, who's, well, that's Robert Armstrong? Robert Armstrong is uh, Carl Dunham. Oh, okay. Bruce oh, Cabot is guy. Um, Bruce Cabot is the, yeah. And Bruce Cabot is playing just a guy on a ship who's likable because he's just the guy on the ship. Right? And he doesn't want to, he, at first he's very kind of, not misogynistic necessarily, but superstitious about having a woman aboard. He seems to be more protective more than anything else. Because yeah, because he falls in
0: love with... Oh, he's the, that's right. He's the first man. He's so handsome. I thought right. he was the star of the film. But I guess Kong is the star yeah. of the film? Is that Pretty is much. that what we're saying? Okay. Um, I want to talk about the trip, because I was like, yeah. wait, where are they going? And you were like, oh, it's by Indonesia, which they do say. And I was like, then they left from San Francisco, right? No, they left from... New York. New York. And I was like, how? How would you... <laughs> how would you get... To Indonesia, from New York. Why wouldn't you go to the other side and go straight across the Pacific? So it turns out that's what the Suez Canal is for. <laughs> um, I don't know about geography. I really need to learn more, especially given current world events. Um, but yeah, they it's, and I and I looked it up. I was like, how long by boat does mm-hmm. it take to go from New York to Indonesia? I just picked Indonesia because. It's right. a fake island. So I didn't, I, I, is it called Skull Island in this too? Yeah. It is. Okay. Um, and it's like 48 days. Right. So that's why I don't have a problem with the first mate falling in love with a lady because 48 days is enough time to fall in love with a lady. It's not 48 hours, <laughs> yeah. which is what we normally see. 48 days you can get to know somebody for who they actually are and not just what they look like. And how they make your tummy feel,
1: or it other is, parts of you. It's a very you. funny scene in the, in the very beginning, their first scene together. He accidentally smacks her. Yes. <laughs> she's standing behind him, and she's so curious about what he's doing that he turns around and like pops her accidentally. That he's really—he's like, oh about god! Her, right? <laughs> but um, but their relationship develops very—it's it's very sweet. It is very sweet. Um, and she also has a really good friendship with, and this is one of the first of the sort of. Problematic, problematic character which, which is Charlie the cook. Yes,
0: who is a? Uh, I suppose he's supposed to be Chinese, right? And he, is he, he is. played by a Chinese he's actor? Played by a Chinese actor, and he has a pigeon accent, right? And I don't know if the actor did. My guess is probably not. It's
1: very consistent with though where they were heading and what the. Uh, so that one yes. can, can be forgiven. Absolutely, for. I don't um, love the
0: accent, but.
1: But he does make
0: these. It's things, a Chinese like, man playing a Chinese man, so that's right growth. There we go. That's a good step. It's not a Swedish actor, um, and he's not. not a actor. He's not the butt of a joke. No. He's not and when he co- sounds the alarm mm-hmm. because he at one point sounds the alarm, people don't dismiss him. No, like he is a member of the crew, and he is treated as such. And right. i that's what... I did well, appreciate he's the that. the cook,
1: he does have a really funny scene with fei Ray, which is unusual, the fact that, you know, she's asking him, how many potatoes have you peeled? Because he's sitting on the deck peeling potatoes. He's peeling like, potatoes. someday I go back to China, I never see a potato I never again. see a potato <laughs> again, yeah. But um, but they wind up, the boat stops at Skull Island, uh, Denim brings his uh, camera down from the ship. Uh-huh. Now, one thing that we've learned is that he has three times as many people as he needs to run the ship.
0: Yeah, that was what people were like raising their eyebrows at right. at the, at it, the port. Yeah. They're like I've never seen a ship stocked like that. And it's a big boat. Right. I mean, I guess ship is the right yeah. term. It's it's big, but yeah, it's cuz someone's like I've never seen a, a a crew of this size for a ship like this, right. and, and somebody asks, what, too few? And he's like, no, three times too many.
1: Yeah, so, and we find out... It's interesting how everyone sort of defers to uh, Denim's hubris. Yeah. They all are on board with him, he...
0: Well, to be fair, they're on a ship in the middle of the ocean for 48 days. What is your option? Right. I mean, I guess we could have a mutiny in the bounty situation,
1: but... Well, they're all being fed. Lots of That's potatoes, true. Apart, Lot of potatoes. and... and but I bet
0: that dude's a good cook. <laughs> like, I'm sure he is. Like, <laughs> that's part of why he's treated so yeah. well, I bet. Because the ship's cook is, like, oh, yeah. important.
1: Um, the, this is where, really, when they land on Skull Island, the problematic is oh. we're in Indonesia somewhere. Yep. And these scenes were shot in Southern California. Yep. With exclusively African American actors. Yep.
0: And I thought for a second, I was like, "Could we be calling these like? Could they be portraying something like an Australian Aboriginal, mm. somebody who is very dark skinned? Very, very dark yes, skin. right? No, no, no. And also, they're they're black people, so no. <laughs> right. And so, the with the...
1: like very stereotypical garb. Well, and that's interesting because some of them have. They're dressed differently. It's yeah. almost as if they just pulled whatever was yeah. in the costumes. Yeah. Uh, because some of them are wearing skirts, and then there are some wearing literally something that looks like um, the backup dancers of the Folly Berger, which is coconuts over the breasts. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, my God. And, and How
1: uncomfortable. Nobody's... It looks like the background dancers in one of Josephine Baker's numbers. Gotcha. You know, when she was yeah. doing the banana dance, and she's, you know, dressing in a skirt, that's a grass skirt, and right. she's selling that kind of It's It's almost like... Image.
0: These people are like an African tribe and mm-hmm. these people are like a Pacific Islander tribe right but they're all one
1: yeah. group <laughs> and, and so there's there's that's one of the problems that the chief of the tri- of the tribe is played by noble Johnson and, which is a
0: fantastic and name. he's a
1: great he's a great physical presence he's always been this sort of very tall very commanding presence in films and he was used in a lot of uh, the films that Cooper and Shurchai produced together okay uh, but they uh, probably the other really problematic lot is when they see um Faye Ray's character they offer six of theirs for her
0: oh that's right Ugh. And that hurts my stomach like, when you just said that it
1: hurt my stomach I uh, that that I remember talking when um, when uh, Peter Jackson's calm came out uh huh I remember having a conversation with one of our friends, Patrice, uh, who was an African-American woman, about how that line just really rubbed it in. She's like, no, I like the original film, but there are moments when you're like, oh, God, that's horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. I forgot that. Or I'm... Or maybe he during all of the scenes and where they were interacting with the natives of this island, I was like, well, I
1: can't, I'm not, I, I don't,
0: it's, I'm not looking at
1: this. Right. There's a, they refuse, they leave, of course. Uh, they take um, Andero, who's favorite character, with them. That's right. And then later that night, after she... So they,
0: and they had seen, like, big, huge right gate. Big,
1: huge, big, gate. huge I guess you call it a fence. It's a wall. It's a wall, and it was built originally for the Cecil B. DeMille film King of Kings. Okay. Because this is, again, this, this is I was talking to a you about. A lot of how re- re-use things. Then it was set on fire for the burning of Atlanta and gone with a wind. That's right. So it's, it, it was just, it was a huge A movie set.
0: that I'm pretty sure I have, like, I'm putting on my bucket list, my anti-bucket list. <laughs> that that never i have never to see. watching that movie.
1: But, um... Yeah, so uh, Andero and and Jack Driscoll, they share a kiss later on that night. He say, I think I love you, which is one of my favorite so... confessions of love in a movie ever. And then she's like, me too. <laughs> right. And then, of course, she gets cadet by the Islanders, which leads Charlie to say something very...
0: Yeah, all hands on deck, all hands on deck. And then he says something... You know, oh yeah, lazy black man, right? Yeah, it's Kid bad that, you know, because of the pigeon. It's bad because right. of the language and everything about, and it, everything is about like, oh, it is bad. Like,
1: could we please sh- cut this out? And then this the, is the part that we need to censor. Then becomes the whole adventure on Skull Island. Uh, I won't go into detail about that, but there's dinosaurs and there's creatures and it's Skull Island. Sometimes
0: a uh, a brontosaurus will pick you up and munch you. Right,
1: <laughs> everything's out to kill you there. Yep. And these are there were... any big bugs? No, there were big bugs in the other one. Thing. Okay, so <laughs> we have a stegosaurus, uh, a really nasty brontosaurus that eats people. A T-Rex. Um, a T-Rex. With tiny
0: little arms and a weird and a head.
1: hugely big head. <laughs> yeah, his head is so big.
0: I'm like, <laughs> you gotta tip over.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know how that, that stayed upright. And then there's pterodactyls and there's a plesiosaur that acts like a snake for some reason. And, um, there's all sorts of prehistoric animals in this. And,
0: That's right, he does act like a snake. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, one of the things that uh, that happened at this film is that, because it's all about Kong trying to keep Anne away from everything that wants to eat her, like the dinosaurs. Right. And then there's... Uh,
0: he is very protective of her. Right,
1: there's Denim.
0: Even though she does not want to be no, protective. She's
1: screaming constantly. So
0: much screaming, her voice. Right. I hope well, there's a you... lot of tea and honey on that
1: side. I have to say... As I pointed out to you, there is so much screaming in this film, period. Everyone screams so well, horribly. Which
0: you would scream if a big brontosaur grabbed you by the right. belly and then shook you there, around and then launched you. There is a
1: particular scream still used in films. Oh, is it the, the Wilhelm the scream? The Wilhelm scream. This predates that. Okay. But it was part of that same kind of just keep death screams that really belted them out. I will say,
0: I am not a person who screams. Uh Like, if I get startled, I think I've screamed once in my life. Uh I don't. I'll gasp, or I'll yell an expletive. Mm. (laughs) I've screamed once recently, because Corey scared the piss out of me when Uh I was at his house. Uh, So bad that I bit my tongue so hard that it left, like, this ulcer. And I didn't even realize it for two hours. I didn't feel it. Um... So I find it, like, if you said scream and we right. were doing a thing where I had to scream, I wouldn't be good at it. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't get to that that, p- that clear pitch. It's going to be very shaky. It's not going to hit that high pitch. My voice is also pretty low. fei is a
1: top-class oh, screamer. She
0: has a beautiful scream. The original scream, <laughs> scream queen. But, yeah, th- th- there's... And that's a skill. That's We're like not... a legitimate skill because I, our roommate, Stephanie, she'll scream at
1: a movie. Right. I'll like, ugh, I'll do that, but I don't typically scream. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this podcast. It's never going to happen. One of the toughest women I know, a um, woman who was not frightened of a bear, yeah. actually pulled me away from a bear and <laughs> it was roaming around me. She nearly stepped on a snake once. Oh, no. She was on to walk, and she let one out, uh, like, wow, that's, you know, the uh, bear didn't yeah. scare you, but the snake did. Well,
0: it was way closer to her. <laughs> right,
1: and she... And really, some people are deathly afraid it, of snakes. Maybe. I am not one of those and people, I can, but... I admit, for I nearly stepped on it, for all the world, it looked like somebody left a jump rope on this trail, but I was just surprised, wow, that's that's what did it. Because yeah. I would have thought the bear would have done it.
0: Yeah, Anyhow,
1: no. Um the, uh, so... There's all sorts of screaming, lots, and lots, and lots of screaming, lots of prehistoric animals. Um, a lot of those scenes got were not in the cuts I saw in the. Got cartoon you. Because they are just. They're animals. violent. Oh yeah, there are the, 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 these dinosaurs. The the brontosaurus in particular just shakes people like yeah. a like a a terrier dog. That's
0: yeah. Going and what after are the, what is it like
1: twelve or twenty of them go out. Twelve of them, yeah. Twelve I, of them go out and none of them return. Yeah. The only people who go back are Denim and Driscoll uh, that come back from that whole expedition. The whole expedition, yeah. yeah and Driscoll care. doesn't
0: come back right away. No.
1: Because he's like, he's gonna I'm going to get her. And that's where the scene is with the bugs. Um, Got you. They cross a big log. Mm-hmm. And then Kong comes back and rolls log. And when you think about the amount of artistry that went into yeah. in that scene the people are in the foreground Kong is in the background There's yes. like, it was, it was, it's crazy what do you think what went into that and it's live action actors on a log that's being rotated while they're in front of a process screen which in itself is another image right um, so that's crazy do they
0: do the glass thing yes Did we talked about they, that we
1: haven't talked about it yet the reason why Skull Island is so gorgeous is it's completely designed inside the camera like in a studio environment gotcha you. you know they didn't go outdoors for this at all. Right. And they painted on sheets of glass, sometimes as many as 20 of them, just elements of this jungle so that from this it's particular like angle, it's, it's like 3D. Right. It is 3D without, like, digital tricks or anything. Right. And on top of that, they superimpose smoke. Mm-hmm. Another trick that they did when you have scenes of human beings interacting with animals, either they masked off a part of the screen and people are in that corner, mm-hmm. right? Or more in a more complicated way stop motion animation takes place one frame at a time right so human beings don't move that way no so you take a picture of let's say you moving and then we take that down and project it a single frame at a time so it can sync up with the animation jesus yeah the amount of work that took yeah this
0: was filmed earlier than (laughs) two then. because it
1: came out in april this, uh, the idea that you could do that, though, was revolutionary, and that was one of Willis O'Brien's pioneering techniques. And uh, that log scene is yeah. part of it. Uh, they fall into this big ravine. There was, it's covered with cobwebs. In the film, the original cut of the film, huge spiders come no, out of no, the crevices in this canyon mm-hmm. that Kong drops this log and where these sailors have fallen into this mud. And he, um, they devour the sailors. That scene apparently had test audiences running screaming because it was.
0: I don't want a big. I don't want to watch a big spider eat a thing. I right. am weirdly okay with a brontosaurus doing it because I'm like, well, that's
1: less likely to happen. Not real, and also
0: things. brontosauruses don't, don't right. eat people, so we know that this is fully made up. The way that we've with the planet, mm. it would not surprise me if giant spiders came out and watching them eat something.
1: Ugh. <laughs> so, that scene, some people claim to have seen it. There are still photographs that you can find of spiders and weird things creeping out from the mouth and eating people. Um, but somehow between this and the fact that the brontosaurus had just finished eating people with all these horrible screams, and it's unnerving watching them just sort of like yeah. diving after people and eating them. Uh, and the one guy he traps in the tree, too. Yeah. And that guy just goes on screaming for a while that this scene was too much, so people, test audiences apparently, were like, no, 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 no. no, I can't. That's too much for me to handle. So it got cut. Uh, Peter Jackson, when he redid his version of Yeah, there of were bugs in it, it. He not only, uh, if you have the DVD for that, a DVD of his version of King Kong, he recreates that scene with some of the actual models that were salvaged. Oh wow, that's very
0: Peter Jackson thing right. to
1: do. But he also makes that the centerpiece of the film because everyone who, everyone who knows the original film, what do you think ever happened to the spider pit scene, which is what it was referred to? Oh, yeah, because there's drawings of it of yeah. like really what centipedes wrapping themselves around yeah. people's necks, and it was pretty Dante's Inferno looking, frankly. Um, but yeah, that one, that got almost completely cut.
0: And the other, another thing that got cut, that you thought was also cut of this, but then it wasn't, mm-hmm. is him, like, peeling her clothes off like right. a banana. <laughs>
1: and, and that's a And then thing. kind of sniffing them. That, <laughs> when you think about that scene, he being she, Kong. Kong <laughs> is, she's sitting in a full-size mechanical hand. Yeah. there's the, that's the cool puppet In front thing. of her. Yeah. These clothes are being pulled off of her by wires that you can't see that are blocked off by right. the other hand. And, and, she, it, the, the amount of coordination all that took is is really something. It yeah, really is. But, but they cut it out for, right, you know. Right, they cut it out. Some prints uh, of the film darkened it so you couldn't see what was going on. It's like, uh, oh, interesting. But Because um, you
0: had said when you would watch it as a kid, mm-hmm. like one minute she's wearing clothes and the next, yeah, the next, minute, next she's minute she's not. Just, <laughs> like she is like, dressed, right. but she's down to like a slip on top right. or clothes are like... She's wearing significantly less. We'll right. That. And I was like, what And happened? it's right before she gets saved mm-hmm. by Jack, who climbs up.
1: He climbs up to the Kong's lair, which is this big cave, uh, where Kong is still fighting everything there. Everything, yeah. And uh, he, kid- they jump off the edge of a cliff into the the, 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 the same swamp that he was just in. Yeah. And it thought to swim for your lives because everything that swamp yeah. wants to kill you? Mm-mm.
0: There's a uh, dinosaur in there that, right.
1: that will curl around you and smoosh you. Right, and then they, comes another really problematic moment where Kong chases and follows them. And there's there's good little bits in here, like when one of the sailors who's watching this wall says, he's coming, she just loses her. Loses it, yeah. And she she loses her, mind. her yeah. legs fall yeah. under her. She's
0: just been carried around for, yeah. what, 24 hours yeah. by this thing? Waiting, I'm sure, constantly just like, well, when's it going to kill me? Right. Like, it's definitely going to kill me, when's it going to happen? But every
1: attempt that she would make to escape, like, the, the fight with the dinosaurs, which... Yeah, right, she tries to get out. I always, as a kid, bothered me because I oh. love tyrannosaurus. And
0: he whips its face open. Yeah, which you can't. Really I, I do like with tyrannosaurus. the way that their muscles work. Yeah, yeah. it would no. not happen. But I think in Skull Island, he does the same thing to some. Oh, maybe it was like There's, a the
1: skull crawler. Th- yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, which makes more sense. But a tyrannosaurus, you can't. Especially... But they didn't know that in 1933. Giving, giving the size of his head, though, still. It's like so that. Tr- such a a And it's head. done in a really graphic and violent way, too. Uh, but overall, and what's funny about that scene is that Willis O'Brien had been a boxer and a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So you see Kong giving a right cross and doing, like, a judo throw mm-hmm. over his shoulder. And, That's right. And yeah, then the dinosaur really just, like... like, kicks him in the gut. And, like, it's really very... It, it, that was... That's the advantage of having somebody with that background doing this. Because I've seen animation uh, fights between people who have, don't have an idea how to do this. They just sort of, like, push each other a lot. Uh, but anyhow, um, Kong gets... And this is Kong breaking through the fence, breaking through the wall, rather. The Skull Islanders actually attack Kong. Right. And I'm like going, Here we go, here's the bravery of these Kull islanders at least. They right. actually are trying to fight back. Right. But Well, because also this is their home. Right. So
0: if Kong just destroys it, mm. they're on an island. What right. are they gonna you know, they just have to rebuild, he just I broke guess their like big fence, yeah.
1: Right. He just came through it, Which, so
0: that gate, that whole situation had to take so long to build, so how ha- right. what? How?
1: I don't, it's not worth it, figuring out the engineering problem. Scenes of people being eaten and people being crushed into the ground and all.
0: Yeah. and Kids I guess, standing and crying, that right. very famous scene of a, whenever there's like a, uh-huh. a catastrophe and people are running, there's always just one baby who's like lost his parents and it's like,
1: uh, <laughs> standing in the middle of everything. But yeah. Kong is disabled by these concussion gas bombs. Yeah. That do look like footballs, yeah, but you know, also grenades. Like, imagine a cross between a grenade and a soccer ball or something. Yeah. That's basically what it looks like. And they bring him back to New York. and it, So here's the issue that I have, and I've gotten into that with other people, um, about this movie. They said that the plot is a filmmaker mm-hmm. goes to an island. Yep. He captures their god yep. and brings it back to New York. To entertain a bunch of rich New Yorkers. Correct. He brings it back in chains. Said God goes crazy yeah. looking for this woman. He kills several people, eats them. Yeah. In New York, he crashes a train. Yeah, he, he, he does a whole lot of damage. In a random woman water. out of a building and then seeing that it's not and just tosses her into a crowd. Yeah. Which was, again, that was something that was cut out of the yeah. film. Uh, he eats a couple of people. And then, in the very end, he's brought down by airplanes. Airplanes, yeah. You know, he's brought her to the Empire State Building, and then he's shot and he falls off. Um, And you just see, like, this...
0: You just see him fall, like, the silhouette of him falling. Which is, like, weirdly... um, Like, that works. Uh Like, it's an effective shot. Right. Because you get the sense of how far he's fallen. Also, like, it doesn't flop... Like, uh-uh. like when we watched um vertigo, right? right and you see the the it's it it's, it's supposed to be his wife, right yes. but it's a clearly a dummy, and you're just like, well, that's not how people fall um in this it I don't know if it's because they held him like he was static, uh-huh. like he didn't have floppy arms and legs or what. But he falls in a very sort of realistic, right. realistic way. Um, I don't know if I believe the scale, but it's hard to tell how big anything is right. next to the Empire uh, State one Building. Of and the
1: things that uh, got mentioned uh, because when uh, briefly, God, there's so much to say about this film. Um, Ray Harryhausen, when he was a little kid, yeah, he's 12 years old, I think. He uh, His mom is, uh, or one of his relatives, is nursing uh, Sid Grauman's aunt, who is an invalid. Sid Grauman ran what's now known as Man's Chinese Theater. Okay. And so, in he's seeing this 12-year-old kid. He says, hey, there's this amazing new movie that I'm premiering. Oh,
0: Grauman. Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) Sorry. So, he hands him two tickets to go see it. He goes, I can't remember what parent, he might not remember at this point, he said that it was like the movie that changes life. Right, that makes sense. He sees that. And it's not just that. They actually so that one of the things he misses, even when he was making movies, was Ballyhoo. That whole bust of Kong, the mechanical bust, was in the Mm. lobby of the theater. Oh, wow. You know, snarling and and making noises at people and everything. So it was, and then you go into the lobby, and, you you know, there's the overture playing while everyone's sitting there. Right,
0: which TCM restored when they started playing. It's a four-minute that's very important
1: for movies in the future is the fact that um, in the beginning of it, there was a feeling that they were Mickey Mouse-ing again, is what they call it, which is to put wall-to-wall music in the film Yeah, underneath everyone's voices and, you know, in yeah. the background. There's very little of the film about sound. Yeah, when they'd run and be
0: like, like right. it's a commercial, or a cartoon, rather, hence the Mickey right. Mouse, right, hence the term, But right? the thing is that this was
1: because the producers felt there's so many moments of just silence in this movie. Fair enough, yeah that everything had to have a motif, everything had to, and so it really Also,
0: silent film pretty much had a right. sa- like a soundtrack that was always running once under went it, to sound, there's
1: Some movies, early ones, are really hard to watch sometimes, because people just talk. And it's like, nothing. nobody
0: would say any of, like, right. they're just narrating what
1: you're doing. And they talk <laughs> at each other, but this was enough like a silent film. Yeah. Where you could do this sort of wall-to-wall background music. So that became really important. Uh, for films going forward. But anyhow, uh, yeah, Harryhausen saw this, this changed his life, he changed his dog's name to Kong, he began animating That's things, amazing, yeah. uh, using his mother's fur coat to, to make it. That's amazing. Yeah, and that was the she beginning. She was probably pissed. <laughs> yes, apparently she <laughs> was. But yeah, that was the beginning of his thing. But he mentioned um, just the, there's not going to be, and it's something that I often felt, because I you know, met him, at a distance and it was too in to say anything. But he says that there's not gonna be an audience who'll be able to step in and see something this completely different. Yeah. The audience, you know, the 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 thrill of being able to be there on opening night and saying, What the hell am I yeah. looking at? Yeah. And the same thing with uh later on. I think even with his films like The Seven Foyers and Bad or Jason and the Argonauts, the 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 uh the kind of impact that made when you're seeing this for the first time. For the time. first time, yeah. Like, what are, how did they do that? We
0: have very few. or like, I don't think in my lifetime there's mm-hmm. been anything released that was a we've never seen anything like. I mean, right. you know what? Toy Story maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That um, was the beginning of because difference. it
0: was it was the first. Movie where we're like, oh, computers can do amazing things. Now, when I watch Toy Story now, I'm like, this is a breaking
1: bullshit. But (laughs) the last Starfighter, I've never seen it. Okay, which was one of Nick Castle's movies. Okay, Nick Castle, who started his career playing the Shape in Halloween. So and he funny.
0: directed, like, The Boy, the boy could Who Could Fly. He's,
1: like, one of the sweetest movies
0: ever made. Oh, my made. God, that movie makes me cry like a
1: bitch. <laughs> but, uh yeah, that was a movie where The Last Starfighter, all of the visual effects, well, not, almost all the visual effects were done uh, with CGI. Right, okay. Really early CGI. Yeah. And like, Tron,
0: too? Uh, Tron uh, Tron also, as yeah. well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you were saying the problem that you have with the movie is that he steals the god and he takes right. it to, to New York and... And was there like I feel like I was like, Oh, the shot is really good and then you but you didn't really finish your oh, thought. No,
1: yeah, I I feel that like in arguing about this film it's like I, I really have come to the conclusion that Carl Denham is the villain of the movie. Oh
0: hundred percent. Because was he was that ever He was seen in as question? like a
1: heroic character. So Kong was the villain? Uh Kong is seen as Like who's the if, if he's not the villain, who's the villain? Right. I don't know. A Brontosaurus, apparently, who um, <laughs> loves to eat people. Uh, yeah, that's a, wild because that is mm, absolutely
0: right. my read on the He film. is
1: very much. And when they did the remake in the 70s, the character who Charles Grodin plays him, uh, is seems right. <laughs> very obviously the villain of the Right, that right, movie. right,
0: right. And Jack Black is not right. unvillainous
1: no, in that right. one. He's a little he snidely whiplashy. He's like, in you know. Yes. But by the end of the movie, he's just sitting there, well, I didn't kill him. It was beauty that killed the beast It was beauty down. that
0: killed the beast. And they, fa- they very famous line. How many people are,
1: are dead now, right? Yeah, right. The whole, the, there's a, a scene when he's presenting Kong, who, by the way, is dried up in what appears to be a giant cross. That's
0: right, yeah. a um, not a Christ allegory, but no, it's a little bit of a Christ it's allegory. Like, it's kind
1: of on the nose. But, yeah. but he's... Uh, manacled one, and uh Carl Denham's going on about you know, this this island where most of these people escaped with their lives you know, didn't, you know, we've escaped with our lives but the, so many people died, and they're going they died because of you because you, of you brought
0: extra people right. because you knew this shit was exactly. gonna happen you gotta have it, enough it, to right. get me home what the
1: fuck? <laughs> right, you don't have to be faster which than is wild Tom. that you the, the first mate than, went
0: right like the captain was like I'm was not getting I'm not yeah, yeah
1: he's, yeah. he's <laughs> no like, thank no, you uh, but um, but the first mate's in love with, with I guess Anne and so he was really the, the hero of the film because yeah. he
0: yeah he's definitely the hero he's the one who has and the,
1: I would argue that Carl is definitely the villain he has a head on his shoulders he's yeah. not there to exploit anything right he doesn't want to have Anne exposed to this there's a scene early in the film where Denim's doing a screen test and he's talks Anne into screaming her head off. You know, like he puts her in this... You look up, you're seeing something, the most horrible thing you've ever seen, right. and you can't look away. And uh, Driscoll, like, grabs a hold of, I think, Captain Englehorn and goes, what, what does he see? expect yeah, is... her to see? <laughs> right, like, right. What does he think she does? Yeah, this so, is fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's really... It, there's so much wrong with the film, I think, as an example of how amazing... It was when you had all the resources and all the technology to produce a movie like this. That's what really carries it. Uh-huh. And it is thrilling. Yeah. It is yeah, absolutely for sure. thrilling. It's just. You know, this is an adventure movie. Right, what's going to happen next? What's going to yeah. happen after that? I know? will say, a uh-huh. little bit long. Which part, <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Uh, Here's what I could okay. see with that I could do without entirely. Mm-hmm. Any native people, right. Any big building, like big gate.
1: Right. Just
0: have this as the, like the ecosystem that you walk into.
1: Right. And let and Which do that. It's funny because every successive version, because there's two remakes of this film, and every one has issues with those natives. Yeah. Like and hey. You guys are going to fuck this up. Even Peter Jackson's version turns them into, like, horrible self-mutilating zombies. That's right. That scene is probably one of the most horrifying scenes in an adventure film. It's like, you know, the, these, they mutilate themselves to look like monkeys, or like gorilla, for one thing, and then one of them goes into some sort of trance, and they start clubbing people in the head. Yeah. If you remember, it's really gory. You say there
0: are two. There are three because Ooh. Kong Skull Island has oh, come out. Oh, well, yes, and it is not. It is. It is in the Godzilla verse, right? right? Whatever we're calling the the modern American the monster Godzilla monster right. verse. Oh, that's right. It is the Legendary's monster verse. Okay. No, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Universal's monsters, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, that's a different Legendary's different. Um. And so that is a different. And I can't remember. Well, they do. It's like an. Yeah, I can't remember they, what the, the native situation is The native is in that.
1: situation is they cast a lot of. It appears Southeast Asian that's actors. That's right. Yeah, but okay. But they're part of a whole culture. That's right. That, and they, they did a very good job of making them look like they belong there. Right.
0: And they, Ray Wilson's been staying with them, right? They, and that's where they're they've in.
1: Been, they, uh. They are portrayed as sort of an intelligent culture that. It is not they're not portrayed as savages. They're not portrayed as sacrificing anybody to anybody. Um, so I think that was a much more respectful approach. It's just like yeah, this is what people do. Which like it should be because asylum. it's
0: been right uh, ninety but years. That's, so
1: could you? <laughs> that's the part that kills me. Is that 1976 for the remake of Kong, and then I think it is. And then you have this other one in two thousand two. I think is when Peter Jackson's film came Something
0: out. Something like that, yeah.
1: But in both cases, you're still with you know an island full of savages, and yeah. that was completely unnecessary. It's like God, you know, we've moved past that now. We don't really need the natives in this film. Um, yeah. And but when they did it to their credit in Skull Island, they're they're silent. Remember, they, they that's right. They don't talk much, and then you know the last representative of Skull Island. In Godzilla vs. Kong is the girl who doesn't speak. That's right. She can't hear. Which she's a native of Skull Island. Yeah. And so
0: that's like, okay, that's much better. Much better, yeah. And it's it's done in the most respective way or respectful way you can do of making up an indigenous right. culture. Like ugh. And the fact that yeah, they're in is a white dude that's been living with these guys. Yeah. So he it was he's a Riley, little, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm. Th- what am I thinking of? Is he in that too? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking of him so in a movie
1: in the film, right? that
0: is very. It's not the. It's not his character in The Meg, but it's mm-hmm. like that. That's right, John C. Riley. He's so fucking good in that role. Oh, yeah. He is out of his mind. Um... Apparently, this is that is the 11th film in the King Kong franchise. Mm. So there's, like, Son of Kong. Is there, like, a Bride yeah, of Kong? Of, right.
1: No, no. Son of Kong, which actually is a movie that was made on an incredibly rushed schedule after Kong was really successful. And so, um, as a matter of fact, they used animation scenes that were cut out of the original King Kong. Oh, interesting. Except for the spider pit. Still didn't bring that back. Because <laughs> it's terrifying. Right. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so the wrapped around people's necks. That's all I'm going to say. But, um... I hate a centipede. Ugh, worse than the spider. Ooh. The, um... What I mentioned to you when we were watching it is that Charlie the Cook yeah becomes one of the heroes of that film. As he should. And he's, you know, he, he, uh... Yes, he's still played for laughs, carries around his cleaver when he goes to Skull Island and he goes Fucking off Fucking fair him.
0: enough. None and of these motherfuckers
1: he, brought any right, weapons. He, except the big bombs. by a big styracosaurus in this tiny little tree bowl and he just keeps hitting it with his his um, cleaver, and it eventually leaves him alone. But it was really I mean, yeah, funny right. because I'm like, good, good for that, good for, good for Charlie. I like him yeah. as a character. Okay, so that's King Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: thrilling, thrilling for sure. Worth a watch. No, you're going to go in and see yes. some 1933 nonsense.
1: <laughs> you're going to go in and you're going to see stuff that it's going to be uncomfortable, and you'll have to sit with it for a while. Yeah. But the film itself. The, you know, the mechanics of the plot, how they get there and whatever, but once they get to this, it's place, cool. Just full of, it's just beautiful. The dinosaurs were sculpted. You said you liked the, the way they looked. I do like the Marcelo way they Deleado, looked. Yeah. who was a Mexican sculptor. Oh, cool. Who was found working at a supermarket, carving, making bowls, and selling them. That's yeah. amazing. And he, Willis O'Brien, saw him and said, can you make it? Yes. And he oh, yeah. shows him a picture of a Charles R Knight dinosaur. He's like, like, yeah, okay, and so <laughs> then he became the dinosaur sculptor. That's amazing.
0: That's very cool. And making it, dinosaurs didn't look like dinosaurs, right. but nobody well, knew dinosaurs.
1: According to what we thought right. dinosaurs looked I like, know, then I know. <laughs> but um, and uh, Maurice Spivak, I guess, is yeah. the guy who did all the sound effects, yeah. and he took. Oh,
0: I like to always talk about what they sound like. Mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, it sounds like a lion." You were like, "It is a lion." Use a Slow down. Lions and tigers slow down and backwards. Mm-hmm. Right which is wild. And like, we talked about what Godzilla right. sounds like, or, like, what causes him. So I like thinking about how the, like, did they even call it Foley work back then? How the sounds, especially right. for these giant creatures, Well, this goes beyond Foley,
1: because the thing was, it's like, well, what does a dinosaur sound like? And what's interesting to me is pre... Nowadays, I guess, you're looking at something like Prehistoric Planet or whatever, they're, they're right. working very hard to try to recreate these noises but at the time the only clue that the sound designer had was the reptiles so right. he used pneumatic um, drills and things like that to create these hissing noises oh yeah that makes sense and that tyrannosaurus does sound like a really big snake and right he kept increasing the volume so it sounds very menacing yeah and yeah um, it does have a, it does hiss though that's really yeah, yeah. And, and so that was his clue and so the, you know When you think of how many dinosaurs you see in movies just roaring, throwing back their head and roaring, they probably can't do that um, in real life. But There's no
0: such thing as dinosaurs in real life.
1: I'm sorry, but that's true.
0: (laughs) You will never know, because we'll we'll never see dinosaurs
1: in real life. Well, I mean, they... Did no? You're not denying that they exist. I am not denying okay. they exist. I
0: consider real life to be things I will exi- oh, okay. I will experience in my real
1: life, I and I will. My not. hand to God. I love dinosaurs. I hope never to see one.
0: You know what? That's what's going to happen, though. I know
1: that. That's what I'm saying. I hope I know. Like in a week.
0: In a week, we're going to have dinosaurs. Uh huh. I'm so tired. There's a, there's a reason
1: why Tyrannosaurus Rex is extinct.
0: Yeah. And we, yeah, yeah I we. I love him.
1: He's my favorite. As much as I'm over humanity, time.
0: that is not how I'd like to see know. us go out. Like that that's and gonna be rough. Big centipedes wrapping around your no. neck. you don't want that. though. No. I'd just kill myself. If, that's what, if that was what this is in store for me, I'm, that's a wrap. Sorry, everybody, uh, but no, I'm not living yeah, in can that survive. existence. No,
1: nope. sure, giant centipedes. Don't want eaten. to.
0: Yep. That's the thing. Real quick. <laughs> Post-apocalypse is not for me. <laughs> Let that apocalypse go ahead and take me out. Specifically, I would like a tidal wave that I don't know is coming, to co- because I'm very afraid of water, <laughs> mm-hmm. to just come and squish me before I even know it's happening. Oh, That's what's what I thing? want to have happen to me in the apocalypse, because I am not fighting zombies. I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to live when there's no water and I have to make my pee into water. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I am lucky that I am—I am literally privileged that I am not in that situation because I'm sure I know there are people in that situation. I am pampered. I'm a pampered American, and I don't—I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is. Uh, okay, are we done talking about Kong? Fun. We're done talking about Kong. Um, next week, mm-hmm. we're talking about The Godfather again. Uh, is it thrilling? We'll see. <laughs> In the meantime, do you have anything you want to recommend? Um, I have a guess.
1: Do you? What is it? It's German. It's German. Oh yes, we saw a TV program. I should have say something loud. Do you want to recommend that you one? You gotta say? Yeah, because I was okay. thinking of something. Okay. Cause last night we saw elemental. Or yeah, no. we
0: watched Elemental last night. And
1: it was actually very sweet. It was. And it was really lovely the design yeah. of the
0: characters. The design I still will always love Pixar, man. Right. I watched that little I watched their shorts when I was mm. like a little girl when they right. were on like Sesame Street or Interstitial. And I loved them. And I love them now. And I can drive past and not go inside because there's a big old gate. They will not let me in. Yes,
1: it's almost as big as gate in Oh, Thomas. close.
0: <laughs> Pointy on the top? No, they're not letting me in. But I've yeah. applied to work there
1: and been rejected. It's but a, on Pixar Stationery, it's worth it. It's really lovely. It's a lovely film. Yep. It's about... It has all sorts of underlying themes.
0: It's like an immigrant story. Right. And uh, and uh, I think Zootopia, that kind of like cross...
1: Yeah, a romance, and I like the fact that it's not
0: interracial. But that is that is what the, it is.
1: What I really liked is that these characters are the opposites of what you would think. It typically, there's a very soft male, male. character and the, yeah, and a very, very sharp, sharp female all the time, and a female it's character so funny. who is like a like the a male she's character like in, I've literally never cried right. in my life. It's like a male character in the anime that was... Raging yep. angry young men that so mad. are an anime. Yeah, she's like that, and yeah. so I like the fact that they just changed they they changed that. The script. Right. Also,
0: the, there it's like a horny movie. There's like well, okay, weird amount of sex in there. Too. More queer characters than we're used to seeing in a Disney film, even if they're peripheral. They well, have even lines. if they're actually elements. But oh, that's right, they're not people.
1: But they are male and female elements, and there are there's a scene yes. very early on with two. Uh, but they're male, right? Yeah, they're male. Yeah,
0: which, weirdly, lesbians more palatable to homophobes, mm. I guess, because that's the point they watch. I don't
1: know. Uh, but yeah, it was a really very sweet film. We saw it last night. It was just, it was lovely. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, we watched two movies yesterday. Yes. We did. We saw also. We're doing a, a Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. we're rewatching.
0: We, we, we watched Get Out. And we watch us, and now we have nope left. And you guys, I'm not. This isn't my recommendation, but if you haven't seen those in a while, you watch them. Awesome. If you haven't seen them at all, I need you to seriously watch them. Even if you're not like a horror movie person, yes. especially Get Out. I could see us being a little, but Get Out, and nope, are absolutely yeah. us is. Yeah, at times, it's almost like an action film. It is, there's, but it's got, there's, right. a, there's gore and violence oh, in gore. that one in a way that right. is not true necessarily in the other two.
1: So, what would you recommend?
0: I'm going to recommend a mo- uh, no, a TV show uh. on Netflix. It's in German, and y'all watch it in German with some English subtitles because you get better nuance and performance yeah. when you do that. Um, it's called Dear Child. It's new. It's an eight-, eight part? I think it's eight part. Might be ten part, but I think it's eight parts. It's eight. <laughs> um, a story about well, if you've seen Room, think about that, but like expanded and different. Right. <laughs> like that's sort of the the first thing, but like you don't know what's happening at the beginning. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories. There's you know it, it centers on the family of a missing girl who may or may not be not missing anymore. And you just go from there.
1: What I like is it reminded me of my favorite mystery of all time is the Hound of the Basketballs. Yeah. Right, in terms of a mystery story, because nearly everyone in that story, except for Holmes and Watson, are red herons. Yeah, you're like you're, a shade, bitch, person, you're a shade bitch. You're also a shade bitch. Exactly. <laughs> and so this story is very much like that in that there's aspersions cast on everyone in this story. Is that why
0: you like the new Benoit Blanc or not? well that those two but oh, really? um i i meant originally to say the Anfield Poirot, the Poirot yeah, movies because yeah.
1: everyone's suspicious and you're going well, wait a I'm second i trust any of y'all
0: right i don't want to be in a boat with any of y'all or in a castle
1: and so the the film in this case that's it's good enough to where you can you know cuz the problem with who done it sometimes is that if it's not compelling or engaging yeah. you're going to watch it the one time yeah also with Dear child specifically oh. It's not that they
0: don't play fair with you, Mm -hmm. but you don't have all the information. So you're constantly like, wait, what's going on? Um, Until the very last episode.
1: Right, and what I was going to say is that this is something I could watch twice at least because I want to be able to go, wait, they did play fair with me and those were the clues that were laid in the entire time.
0: I still don't know why his head, his face was on that. I'm not going to spoil it and we're not going to talk about it. But again,
1: that's another major one where it's like the whole time I thought, okay... That, it's definitely that guy. And then you are like, "Oh, it's not that it's guy. Not that it's guy. that other guy." But also,
0: goes. explain to me the thing that made us thought think it was that guy, because right. there is a little bit of, "Well, what was what, what is the explanation for X I mean, if X doesn't mean Y?" Like, like
1: I need to know why. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice. It's twisty. It is. The it's acting's really good. Very well acted. Um, this little girl, whoever she is, ugh, creepy as hell. She yes, yes. Imagine that somebody merged those twins in *The Shining* into one child, and, one and child that's her.
0: <laughs> who just has that long, that long child hair with that doesn't get brushed, uh-huh. and so it's just like in her face, real, the ring style. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's not Asian, but you know that kind of creepy little girl vibe. Yeah, uh, really yeah, but it's good really sense. good. It was fun. Um, fun, sure. If that's your jam, it was fun okay i think that's everything next week the godfather it's a long watch but i think we told you last time it's good you should watch it we'll talk about its thriller rating thrills rating Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the episode and then you'll hear what we talked about years ago you have a look on your face like you were going to say something no you're good okay that wraps it up for this week you can reach us if you want to say something to us, uh, email at lakecomerspod at gmail.com and Facebook, Lake commerce Podcast, you know where to go. Until next time, I'd like to remind you to take your medicine. And we'd like to remind you, better late than never.